Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hello, friends. Welcome to the basement. All kinds of stuff to talk about today on a wonderful Tuesday. I have a new favorite pastime before we get to the NFL draft. Come join me. It's going to be the most entertaining part of the next couple of weeks. There is a player right now who is a young, promising player, and I hate the state of his world, and I hate that everyone's making fun of him today. I'm going to try to stick up for this guy, try to make it right. Plus, I survived a near-spoiler experience yesterday, or did I? The payoff to yesterday's succession cliffhanger right here in the basement. Plus, we have the social media cemetery. All the stuff you hate on all the apps that you scroll all day long. We're going to bury them, we're going to put some holy war on them, and we're just going to see them fade away into the oblivion so we never have to see it again. It'll be therapeutic, it'll feel good, and not as good as though what I love, what I hate, and the way we start the show, the trifecta, what's hilarious. Start the show! Bam! Somehow, someway, there's 16 days still to the NFL draft. 16 days of mock drafts and prognostication and character concerns and broad jumps and projections and fits. All that stuff that you just live for or loathe, doesn't matter, 16 days of it. But there is something that I really like that's gonna help us all pass the time before we get to that number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. And that is watching oh, the principals, the coaches, the GMs, the owners, all involved in the three teams with star quarterback issues, meaning the Ravens, the Packers, and the Jets. It is watching them jump through hoops and run through minefields Avoiding, dodging, and strafing around questions about what they're going to do. It's great. I love this. You got Lamar, you got Rodgers, and you got the Jets. And all anyone concerned with hovering around or even part of that organization knows was what's important. All they want to hear is about, is Lamar coming back to the Ravens? What's the deal with the Packers trading Rodgers to the Jets? There is no topic two. There is no topic three. The next topic is topic 57, and it has to do with what other players you might take at the draft. And yet, the people who run those organizations or coach them or manage them, they have to be out in public, and they have to see fans, and they have to face the media with this bizarre facade that as if any of you are thinking about anything other than that topic that I'm refusing to talk about. You can't just call taboo on Lamar if you are running the Ravens. And yet, that's what they're trying to do. If you're Mark Murphy, for example, the president of the Green Bay Packers, and you're about to embark upon a tour among the fan base where they will be media, if you just straight put up the can't answer questions about Aaron, can't give you any information about Aaron, well then Mark, what the hell are you gonna talk about? Yet, he's out there, and uh, Rob Domoski had this video running down the Packers president, and I love this stuff. Go ahead, roll it. Is the ball essentially in their court? Like you've said, this is what we want, either A, B, C, or D, and you're you're kind of waiting for them to... Yeah, I, I, I can't really get into that. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I know Brian and Joe have been talking, and 
Are you expecting a lot of questions about this during this tour? And how do you plan on handling those? Uh, I do anticipate quite a few questions and uh, Me too. I anticipate saying that there is no update. <laughs> hey, at least he laughs about it. Guy's actually standing in front of a giant bus out in public. <laughs> All he's ever going to get is Roger's questions. Mark, what's going on? Well, I can't answer that. Uh, well, can you give us a hint? No, I really can't get into that. Well, then what are we doing here having a conversation? All due respect to the development of Jordan Love and whatever we got going on in the draft and whatever even tertiary comments on the Packers I could possibly make about their defense or their special teams. Mark, it's the, the elephant in the room here. It's the greatest player you've ever had. You're about to trade him away even though he's under contract. Why? For how much? Tell us, please. Can't even answer it. And yet he's going to be out there in public. And at least he laughs about it. I give Murphy credit. He has this gallows humor chuckles about oh, this is going to be ridiculous. But here I go into the breach. If you want to go back last week's pre-draft press conference, when the Ravens sat down, GM, head coach, Harbaugh's there. And it's this amazing thing where <laughs> the Costa comes out, the GM is like, I'm really excited for the draft and we're gonna make our team better at the draft and anytime you can add quality players at the draft, 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 draft. First questions about Lamar. This, this is how this goes now. This is the Ravens world. Roll it. In respect to the, this being about the draft and everything, just with the Lamar stuff that's going on. Hey guys, are guys, you, are you all looking at quarterbacks? Out, out, out. This is about the draft. Back in the first round of consideration this year? It depends on the board, Jameson. It really does. I mean, I'd have to say yes because yeah. we have uh, quarterbacks in our top 31. So just based on that alone, simple math, I would have to say yes. Is that what it's about, the simple math? And based on that alone, that's the only reason you would look at a quarterback? It's such BS. It's so disingenuous. And I respect where they're coming from, but it's so fun to watch them dangle on a hook. I'm really John Harbaugh. It's the best. Remember when the Snickers had the not going anywhere for a while commercials? Better have a Snickers. It's packed with peanuts and protein. He's not going anywhere for 16 more days. And he can't take a step out of his home or into the office without a question about Lamar. And they're just deciding they're not going to answer it. I love the guy says to ask a Lamar question. Oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. This is about the draft. Yeah, great. Tell us who you're going to draft in the late rounds and stock up on some safeties and special teamers. You're about to trade Lamar or Lamar's going to sit out. Like, why would we ever ask about anything else? Unbelievable. I, it's so fun to me to watch this because you got, all right, so the Packers trying to do it, trying to stay loose in that sort of Midwestern Wisconsin way. Then you got the Ravens guys. Does that look like that guy staying loose? Tight as a drum. Whoa, 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 no question. This is a draft press conference. Yeah, sure it is. And then you got the Jets. So all they're asking is, well, when are you going to finally get Rodgers? Come on, the draft is only 16 days away. What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? So their guy, Big Joe Douglas, who I love, goes to a radio event with Boomer Siason and takes a decidedly different approach. Option C, go ahead. So, so I have to ask you, Aaron Rodgers, what's he coming? I'll have what Joe's having, I'll have what Boomer's having. So we have, okay, pick your fighter. Packers. <laughs> I can't really get into that. 
Ravens. Whoa, whoa, no. No questions about Lamar. Jets. He's going to be here. Yeah. It's the best. You know, the draft is not in two days. The draft's not even in two weeks. They got to just sit around and suck on this. These three stories over and over and over. So while you're as annoyed as I am waiting for the draft and the buildup and the buildup and the mock draft and the mock draft 3.0 and 4.0. Just watch these guys. Anytime anybody from those three organizations gets in front of a camera, just watch them squirm. It's the best sport on right now. I'll be watching with you. Let's get to what I hate though. I hate the Trey Lance mess. And it is a mess. I hate that mess. And no, wise ass, I'm not talking about his hairline. This poor kid, I mean, he can't catch a break. And now you go online, you look at all these hilarious uh, Instagram accounts and memers and all that. And he takes a picture of Trey Lance with Patrick Mahomes doing something. He's, it's a great idea. Practice with the MVP, practice with a two-time Super Bowl champ. Pick up anything you want from him. Get some throws in with him. And he takes one picture and everybody's making fun of his hairline. If you haven't seen it already, it's mean, it's dumb, it's not my kind of thing. But especially for this guy, let's just look at where we are with Trey Lance and let's start with where we started. Trey Lance, not his fault, not his idea for Kyle Shanahan to take a wildly big swing trying to hit a baseball 900 feet by trading up in the draft to number three to get a quarterback from North Dakota State who hadn't even played football in a year. Not, not a North Dakota State guy who just won the championship and is just coming off an incredible season, who had been out an entire year because his program of COVID. That's alone was just, just wild. And because Shanahan had Garoppolo and said, this guy has a ceiling and I can't do what I need to do unless they get me my Patrick Mahomes and I got to get this crazy nuclear quarterback. So he did something just, I mean, he was so horny for, for Trey Lance. He must have been. Had, I must have him. God, that was nuts that, that Lynch, John Lynch and Shanahan did that. But anyway, they did it, fine. I wouldn't have done it, but they know all about football, despite the fact that the guy had been in a smaller program, out a year, big, big time project. You sit in behind Jimmy for a while, and maybe he turns out into something, all right? Sits behind Jimmy. Jimmy finally goes out, and Trey Lance is going to start this year. He sat out, he's watched, he's learned. Shanahan then starts running the wheels off him in a very short, limited experience to start the season, running him like a running back. Then, bam, wouldn't you know, he snaps his ankle, he's out. Just terrible. So then Trey Lance has to sit out the entire year. Oh, this sucks, but, you know, I'm going to be patient. It's still my team. They've invested so much in me. I'm so talented and I believe in myself. Then, as he's standing there on the sideline, he watches this kid, this rookie, walk out there and make it look easy. Like, this is the NFL, this is nothing. I wish there was a higher league I could play in. My name's Brock Purdy and I never lose and I am the natural and I think I'm gonna be the 49ers quarterback for the next 15 years. He looked that good. So Trey Lance is like, what did I do? I, wh why, am, why am I cursed like this? And then he shows up in the offseason, works out, packs him home, Patrick Holmes every makes fun of his hairline. I just can't stand it. And I don't know anything about Trey Lance. You don't either. You know what I know about him? I know he started 17 total football games since he was in high school. High school. That's it. That's all he's got. Bryce Young started more. CJ Stroud has started more. Will Levis at Kentucky has started more actual tackle football games 
than Trey Lance, who has been in the NFL for two years. And now he sits there. What do you do with him? Isn't it so interesting? You take the last guy drafted ever in the entire draft, who just looks great, but you're like, well, we traded up for the number three pick, so we should have him out there. Should you? Should you just put out the guy? Who cares where he was drafted after he's been in the league a couple of years? It's like, who cares where you went, went to college after you've been in the job market for a few years? What have you done since then? Is it really meaningful? Who cares? And yet Trey Lance seems like such a good guy. Doesn't, doesn't spot off, doesn't, doesn't speak out, keeps his mouth shut, works hard. And now it's just this, this almost cautionary tale of be careful trying to Trey Lance this thing. Be careful trying to find this guy who's an amazing athlete for maybe a smaller program who you think is going to be the next best thing. I don't know. Look what happened to Trey Lance with San Francisco. But it's not even, it's not even like he went out there and just stunk it up. He didn't even go out there. He went out there and his leg broke. Same draft class. Zach Wilson went out there and stunk it up. I think we can all agree. If you could have the starter next year, week one, Zach Wilson or Trey Lance, I'll take Trey Lance because I don't know what the hell he is. I think I know what Wilson is, or at least he is right now. But Trey Lance, the biggest mystery. The strangest players in the NFL, in order, Trey Lance, Jordan Love. Probably both going to be starting week one, possibly at least for Lance, and for these like seminal bedrock franchises in the NFC, and nobody knows if they're any good whatsoever. And yet they've been in the league for years. The Lance one just kills me, though. Because remember, the 49ers are coming off, they're going to Super Bowl run with Garoppolo. They're in the title game last year on their third-string quarterback, and then eventually they're in that game in their fifth-string quarterback. If It's almost as if Shanahan had just done chalk, just drafted who Mel Kuyper says he should draft. They'd probably be in much better shape. They really would. But he decided to try to beat the system. He had a massive crush on Trey Lance for whatever reason. He said, I have to have that player. I got to get somebody who can do everything, who can run, who can do the Patrick Mahomes thing. I can't just have Jimmy. I can't do it. If he had just checked at the poker table, just done the conventional thing, or just kind of passed, I wonder if the Niners would have a Super Bowl title. I don't know. But right now, they have the strangest quarterback competition we will see of this decade versus the last pick, versus the third pick. And the last pick should definitely have the job if he's healthy. But for some reason, just because of your draft, you're going to put him in the competition. It's so strange. And I think it's bad enough for Trey Lance. And then you smartasses with, with your hairline jokes. Hey, look, go ahead and make fun of the guy if you want. The hairline is unusual. Who cares? We're talking about <laughs> Who cares about his hairline? He just worked out. My hairline would be a little messed up too if I'd gone through what Trey Lance has a few years. The hairline's the worst of his problem. Least of his problems. All right? Leave, leave Trey Lance's hairline alone. Leave Trey Lance alone. I'm rooting for that guy. Tough, tough, tough draw for him. I don't know where the Niners come out right now. They're still going to be one of the favorites. They have no idea who their starting quarterback's going to be. Hate those jokes. Rooting for Trey Lance. If he doesn't work out in San Francisco, I hope they trade him. I don't know who's going to trade for him. But I'd rather have him. I'd rather have him than Zach Wilson. I still don't know about Jordan Love. Jordan Love can win the MVP this year considering the Packers' luck. Trey Lance, I feel for you, buddy. Let's get to what's hilarious. It's a personal note. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, when last we left the basement, I was talking about the high wire act that I was doing in terms of going throughout my day, talking to you guys, being on the phone like usual, and having not seen the pivotal and mind-blowing episode three, season four of the TV show Succession on HBO. And I was really enjoying it. it I felt alive. I felt like I was out there like with Bear grills or something like that, challenging myself and daring myself to have adventure by being out in public, not knowing this major twist and plot development that had gone down in a show that I've been watching for four years. I left the show right here, my show, Basement, and I said, guys, I gotta go get a haircut, I gotta have dinner with the family, and then I'm gonna sit down and watch it. There was about a two and a half hour window since when I left here until I sit down and actually watch Succession and click that skip intro and see what's doing with the Roy family. And went to get the haircut, as I thought, the barbershop, Jack's Barbershop, could not have cared less about some prestige TV show. They were talking about the Jets and Giants draft, which made my eyes roll out of my head, but they give a good haircut, so fine. No problem there. Uh, my wife doesn't watch the show. Certainly my kids don't watch the show. That was my dinner company, so that's it. Put the kids to bed, sit down, go down in the basement, not right here, but right over there. There's a couch in the other room. I sit down, go to the old HBO Max. I pull it up, next episode. Biggest plot twist of the biggest show of this decade. Oh my God, oh my God. And it's so funny, just as I, it's loading, it's doing that little spinner thing, my phone buzzes and it's, I wouldn't say it's a friend of mine, it's the kind of guy I know, we text sometimes. And sure enough, it was a meme. And I could see, uh, actually it was Shiv's face. And I go, nope, nope, imagine if he had just sniped me right at the buzzer, right as the show is loading. And I saw, as soon as I saw that red hair, I just turned away. I actually tossed my phone upside down. Put the phone down, buried under a pillow, press play, here we go. I made it. I absolutely, I felt Andy Dufresne crawled through 24 hours of spoilers and came out free on either side. I actually made it. And it was hilarious. It was, I, I felt like I accomplished something. You know, you see those, pe those people who like climb Everest or Kilimanjaro and they stand up there and they take the picture. Like I feel like I had a Sherpa, 24 hours of just avoiding it. And then I see all these stories that the LA Times printed, some sort of obituary of Logan Roy, even though he's a fictional character and they, they released it right as the show was coming out and spoiled it for so many people. Not me, can't get me. Uh, undefeated, uncatchable. My only regret with waiting 24 hours to see Succession is that I had not waited 48 hours. I would love to be talking to you right now and be like, guess what guys, I'm just that crazy. I didn't watch it. I'm gonna go out in public. I'm gonna go out in people who watch Succession because now I'm part of the enemy. Now I'm part of those people. I walk into work today, Good Morning Football, and I'm like, guys, I watched. Who wants to talk Connor's wedding? And then there's other people, like Jason McCourty, who's like, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm like, oh, come on. How do you not see it yet? 24-hour rule. Let's go. And he was like, no, can you not talk about it? Now, I'm all annoyed with him. I like being where he was better. 
The people who know and the people who just want to gossip and tell all their little stupid theories, most of which they just stole from a podcast or a tweet anyway, those are the terrible people. I'm now with the enemy. I like the people who are, who are virgin in the experience, who are letting it go this first further. I should have. I should have done it. This episode was really good too. Unexpected. And an unexpected way that they presented the twist. It wasn't conventional. It wasn't uh, like you would think. If you find out what the twist was, you would go, well, this is how they're going to execute it. This is how it'll go. No, it was very slippery, very dramatic. Made me kind of feel about my family and my loved ones and got you right here. But honestly, after I, it was like kind of, I don't know, it was like the day after Christmas. It's the, the Christmas Eve is much better than the day after Christmas. It's always the excitement and the not knowing and the feeling like you might find out what your Christmas presents are. It's going to be spoiled for you. That's the juice right there, folks. It is a day after Christmas. Christmas is pretty good, but I like before anyway. I made it. I made it. Now I'm going to try it next episode and then the next one. Maybe I'll just take them all off. Don't spoil them for me. I went through the spoiler gaunt and lived to tell the tale about it. Spoilers are something that comes up on Twitter a lot. It's a little bit annoying. Let's get into some more things that are annoying on Twitter in a segment that we call the Social Media Cemetery. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. serious it's time to get a little bit macabre as you see me standing there with a big old shovel three gravestones TikTok, instagram twitter and a social media cemetery listen if you are me you have at least a slight entry level addiction to all sorts of scanning and swiping and social media and most of the things you see you hate there most of them yet you still go which makes the addiction all that sicker but let's make some progress let's take some of those things we hate Scoop up some dirt, throw it over our shoulder, throw them in there, and then push that dirt right back on it and say, rest in peace. Right, Undertaker? Rest in peace. Let's just get into this right now. I asked you what are the things that you hated. I'll give you one first. What are the things that just need to die? You never want to see them again. This gift, this tweet, this joke, this line, uh, this phrase, anything it may be that's just so lame and so annoying. Um, Blaze Miller, Blazing KC. He says... Retweet if, you, retweet if you agree, or smash that like button. He says it's shameless. Yeah, those are terrible. Here's my stupid tweet, and I'm going to put you like a bad phone salesman into one of two avenues. You can retweet my garbage if you agree, or not hit that like, smash that like button. So bad. Don't you just immediately unfollow anyone who does that? Awful. Just awful. The last thing you can do is retweet. That's when you need the dislike button. Just awful, shameless, shameless. Even anything inviting a retweet. Typing something, please retweet. Shut up, get out of here. Rest get out of here. In Next. Peace. All right, Jeff and Lincoln, <laughs> look at this guy. He says he had a good run, but he needs to go. And we're looking at, look, this is a famous picture, famous, 
it's a kid in a in a classroom who is choking on something and the veins are in his neck are popping out and his forehead is like, and it's typically used, I think as I understand it, when you want to say something, but you don't, or you're dying to say something. This kid still cracks me up. That, that vein in his forehead is going to burst. That artery in his neck is massive. It looks like the ones in Robert Sala's arms. I've seen this kid a million times. I don't know where he is, who he is, what he does. I'm not going to kill this one. He still cracks me up. He just... I don't know what is it. He's having a hard time, man. He really wants to say whatever he's saying. And the girl next to him couldn't give a crap. Sorry, this guy stays. Next. I like that kid. All right, now we're into it. Duke Wilbury says, For literally any fan base or team in any sport anywhere, please retire Homer sinking into the bushes. It's tough because Homer is funny. And Homer sinking into the bushes is a funny image in and of itself. But it's not funny how often it's used. It's not creative. Whoever's doing it didn't think about it for more than a second and just copied what everybody else did that they saw. Don't you just want to take a chance every once in a while to create your own thought or even just take four more seconds to find your own gif? I'm good with Homer. We've seen this a hundred thousand times. Get him out of here. Rest. In I like Homer. Ann Abrams, she tweets, all right, this is good. We need to put in the social media cemetery. I was today years old when I found out. Are people still saying that in earnest? Or are they only doing it sarcastically, making fun of the people who originally said it in earnest? It was one of these things that is a kind of a fun new phrase that someone made up when they learned something new. I was today years old. And it was novel for a while. And you see it and you're like, oh, that's kind of a funny little turn of words there. I was today years old. And now it's just so bad. It's so rote. It's so stock. Anybody who tweets that you're just like, hey, yeah, the today years old thing. Get the hell out of here. You're dead. You were today years dead when you were buried in the social media cemetery. All right, we got another gif here. <laughs> Even if you're listening to The Basement right now and watching it, you know this gif. The Denzel hand on his heart relieved gif. The, oh, Whew, big old Denzel smile at the end. This comes from Dean Tanner. He says, I think he says it perfectly. Love Denzel, but this every time a celebrity is trending. Enough! Yeah. It's uh, insert beloved celebrity. And it'll be like, I'm just, I don't want to put any bad energy out there. But you see on the trending list, um, Martin Short. And you're like, oh my God, did Martin Short pass away? No, he's just out promoting his show. He was on Fallon. What are you talking about? And then they say, when you see Martin Short trending but realize he's only on Fallon, Denzel GIF with hand over the heart. <laughs> it is a very expressive GIF. The GIF is more of the, an ode to the talents of Denzel and how good he is on screen because he hits four different emotions in three seconds. And he really does look relieved that Martin Short is still with us at the end of it. Can I, I like the Denzel one. You know what? I'm going to kill the Denzel. It's going to be... You know what? No, it's not. Insert Denzel gift. Oh, I'm keeping that one. Eldrick Thrumming. Is that really your name? Oh, this is good. The perfect insert thing doesn't exit. It's great. It's great. Um, I saw one of these yesterday, and it was... There was a fireman on the local news... Um, 
<laughs> and his name was Les McBurney. Les McBurney. And it was the the perfect name for a firefighter doesn't exist. And then there's a picture of a firefighter named Les McBurney. I mean, it's just idiotic. Of course, it's fifth grade humor. But this falls into that category of come up with a new delivery mechanism. Come up with a new conduit for your Les McBurney picture to release with the internet other than stopping on a dime in the middle of the word exist so that it's exist, get out of here, rest in peace, Les McBurney. Nothing about your work, sir. All right, I mean, this is a Hall of Famer. Rob, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the woman, I'm looking at old Rose DeWitt Boudicca, Bucater on the, on Titanic. It's been 84 years. It's kind of a Hall of Fame gift. So is Homer Simpson that again. It's pretty bad. You know, she was nominated for an Academy Award for that role. She was, she didn't win. And I think she was kind of pissed when she didn't win. Her face didn't look happy. Um, producer Michael Flynn, tell me in my ear, kill this or keep it? I'm really conflicted. I need a second opinion. What do you think? Hmm. <laughs> Flynn, kill it. Flynn just came out like Caesar. Whoosh. Sorry, Rose. Shouldn't have dropped that necklace into the ocean. <laughs> Give it to Bill Paxton. He's working his ass off trying to get it. Hand it to him. It was his life's work. This one. Tweeting like this. You know where you do the tweet, he writes tweeting like this, capital letter, lower letter, capital letter, lower letter, capital letter, like this became popular a few years back and <laughs> I think it's like when someone, you know how when a kid will be, in, uh, the mom will be like, go clean up your room and he'll be like, go clean up your room. They tweet like that, stupid, get out of here. What am I doing wasting my time? Wasting the time of Omaha production judging that. All right, this one I like, couple more. Josh Bauman says, Follow this, it's kind of nuanced. Hi, parentheses, qualifications to speak on this subject here, meaning um, let's say you were having a, there's a tweet thread about people who are rude in bars or don't know how to order drinks. Someone will come in, hi, bartender here, I can personally attest, or it'll be like a, some sort of weird discussion about plants, hi, botanist here believe me through my years of qualifications like they always want to introduce themselves as if they're walking in like royalty to now there's been 731 tweets on this thread but this will be the last one because hi pet store owner here believe me the people then when they buy ferrets in the store they do the wrong thing i've seen it for years that's great. I'm happy for you. You probably found the perfect thread. You think you're just going to mic drop it and slam the door on it. People are just going to start pecking away at you and making fun of you. It's an awful place. Uh, hi, uh, tweet barrier here. Goodbye. I like that one. Studum says, oh, another one. Record scratch. Hey there. You're probably wondering how I ended up in Kyle Brandt's mentions. This is perfect. Hey there, you're probably wondering, you've seen this a million times, it's a takeoff of old high school movies where they're getting beat up by a bully and then it freezes and there's a record scratch and the protagonist goes, you're probably wondering how I got here. Well, it all started in homeroom. When I blah, 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 and now you take somebody, I don't know, wiping out on a skateboard or getting thrown by a bull in Pamplona and you freeze it and you say record scratch, record scratch, get the hell out of here. It was a funny joke the first 50,000 times. I liked it. I laughed. But the year was you know, 2019. 
And I guess we can't have this segment without doing this. Ray Perkin, he is him, with a gif of a man throwing over a desk. This is why we do that segment. People hate that phrase. And yet I feel like every time you talk about how much you hate it, it emboldens the people to use it more. It's still on the shelf, guys. We've been saying he is him for almost two years. This was the, the high point of it was the 2022 NFL season, which it was everywhere, everywhere. It's one of those things where it's better off to ignore it. He is him. I can't bury it. I can't. It will just crawl out of the dirt like Michael Myers meets Jason Voorhees. You can't kill he is him. The only way to kill it is to not speak its name. I'm sorry. I, I, would, I would be happy to hit the Undertaker button. It would do nothing. And this guy hit the nail on the head. Worst thing on Twitter. What should we bury? He has a picture of my own tweet saying social media cemetery. Johnny Cat 222 you are my kind of wise ass. Twitter is a perfect place for you. I salute you, and I'll hit the Undertaker just for you, Johnny Cat. Rest <laughs> in that's called uh, sort of uh, meta. That's called Inception. That's called the Upside Down. We're doing a social media on social media cemetery on social media cemetery. Guys, great job. You're undefeated in that segment. We'll be back soon with more. I promise, and we will do. He is him, and I could have buried it. I don't, need to, I don't need to waste the time or yours or mine. It will come crawling back. Please ignore he is him. It will help. Encourage your favorite athletes to do the same. I, in the meantime, I'm going to throw a dart. That's our program today. And we always end the program with a unscripted, off-the-cuff little diatribe for which I am never prepared. 20 topics produced by our staff. Whatever number it hits. Nope, that's the wall. I'm going to try that again. That happens about one every five or six times. Whatever number I hit, I will just add a little, little riff. That is a number, is that three or 17? Same where the dart went yesterday, that's number three. Dart number three, topic number three. Topic number three is, what's your favorite game show? Well, I love game shows as a genre. Kind of my dream is always to be a game show host. I see no shame in it. Game show hosts sometimes get made fun of or being corny or whatever. I don't care. That's the American dream right there. I was classically raised on Chuck Woolery, Richard Dawson, Pat Sajak, Alex Trebek. But honestly, my favorite game show is Supermarket Sweep. Just an unbelievable thing when you're a little kid to see these people with grocery carts go tearing down the hall of the supermarket, throwing anything they want in the cart, trying to run up as high of a bill as possible. It's when you go to the supermarket with your mom or your dad as a kid, it's what you want to do. You just want to take one of those carts, drive it around like a go-kart, and throw all the cereal and ice cream and M&Ms in there that you possibly can. And I used to watch that show just with envy that they'd be able to do that. And then at the end, it was like, who can spend the most money to get the most expensive stuff? It was really, really cool. I loved that show. Um, at the end of it, they had that funny catchphrase. Remember, when you hear the beep, 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 you could be on Supermarket Sweep. I would love the host. He was perfect for it. They put a bunch of the old, old episodes, I think, on Netflix recently, and I watched all of them. Supermarket Sweep, great show. You guys, great audience. Thank you. Love you. Be back tomorrow. Share, subscribe, tweet, post, Insta, TikTok, um, all that stuff. Just do it. We love it. We appreciate it. Exit through the garage. Close the door on your way out. See you tomorrow, guys.